This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dave Matthews, who's been good enough to join us, the CEO of the Giants, after a massively successful season. Yeah, didn't win the flag, but hugely successful season. Dave, congratulations on the year, firstly. Great to have you on the program. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Yeah, great to be on. And, yeah, we really appreciate that. I guess a lot of people have, have sat up and taken notice of what Van will achieve uh, in the men's program this year. It's been been an exceptional year, really, even though you know, ultimately there's some disappointment at the end, but lots to look forward to. Yeah, so close and yet so far. So how did you reconcile the season? How did you and Adam Kingsley get together and sort of work your way through what what went wrong, but also addressing all the great stuff that went right? Yeah, I think it's it's not that long ago, is it? That probably this time last year we were resetting a few things. I thought Jason McCartney's last few trade periods have been exceptional, really, in just trying to get the list into shape, a bit better balance, uh, both in terms of list profile and the and the TPP position and other other matters. And obviously we um, went through a very thorough process to appoint Adam as coach. So we went into the year. Um, you know, with a bit of uncertainty about how we'd go, but with expectations to return to finals, um, that was our own internal view, that we had the, the list and a coaching structure around Adam and with Adam coming on that we could return to finals. And, um, you know, I, I guess you, you find yourself at times thinking we've exceeded expectations, but at the same time, once you get through to that prelim and also in such a tight game, um, you know, you ultimately want to want to go further. So we remain hungry to do that, to get a premiership at, at a point in time. But we're really pleased with the progress that's been made. I think, you know, broadly, almost every player on the list would have improved. I think the coaching structure Adam put together, um, you know, the coaching group uh, worked very, very well. And we've had a pretty quiet trade period as a consequence. Yeah, you had a big period when it came to your assistant coaches last year as well. So you grabbed a whole heap of new guys and put them together. So it took a little while to gel, but not that long. So were you a little worried, you know, round two, three at all? Or were you always confident it'll, it would settle? No, I think we had confidence in, in Adam and the coaching group that, that they had confidence in the system and the game plan that they were working on. And he, yeah, Adam, in many ways, foreshadowed that to the executive and the board. He, Essentially said that there may be some losses early, but there'll be some wins late. So it was it was basically a case of you know having faith in the in the in the game plan settling. Um, you know, a coach who's coming in new to a club actually doesn't have a, a lot of access when in in relative terms, I guess these days in terms of the off season and how many sessions and how much time he's got with a, a new playing group. You know, he he's new to the playing group. The playing group are. Trying to trying to get to understand, I think some of the tweaks in in the way he wanted to play. So yeah, I think it was just about being patient and and having confidence in what he wanted to do. 
And did you have to have a word to him about changing himself a little after a tense start, or did he just well, assess himself in the mirror and say, I need to change myself? I think he's probably on record as saying he pretty much had a word with himself, which is um, probably in life a good thing to do from time to time, isn't it? But he, uh, yeah. no, I think I think it's it was a case of thinking, okay, I'm hoping hoping some of those adjustments come quicker than than what they are at the moment, and yeah, you know, there's a sense of frustration there. But personally, I don't mind that. Um, I think he's a very very straightforward person, and and you know he expresses his emotions from my point of view very, very well. And I think he's got a great connection with the players. And yeah, he wanted to win a couple more games early, but as it turned out, the balance of the season, he had an outstanding year, which is why he was coach of the year. Um, you know, and I think Brett Montgomery, unbelievable job as well. And Ben Hart and Jason Davenport, Craig Jennings, all the guys that came on board, um, Jeremy Laidler who came in as well, they're all working together pretty much for the first time. So to get that cohesion in such a short space of time is great credit to them all. And the one point loss to Collingwood obviously hurts. What what's your thoughts when you think about that? If you had to put that one in a nutshell, what what went right, what went wrong, where did it go uh, arrive for you late? Yeah, look, I think you know I, I reflect on the fact that one of our great results in the history of the club is knocking over Collingwood in a tight one in a prelim, and I suppose in some ways you think they got one back, but <laughs> yeah, that they've been such a powerful side all year. They obviously play a lot at the MCG and. Uh, yeah, that, I, I guess there's some things that go in their favour that, in that regard, but they're a very good football team and deserve the premiership. And I, I felt we probably had our chances, but yeah, we walk away, I think, with that burning desire to go further. There's nothing particularly you can do. There's swings and roundabouts in a game like that. It was quite an unbelievable game of footy, as was the grand final. So, um, you know, we just reset and try and go again. Change of chairman. So Tony Shepard's been fantastic for you. And it's been great to have his strength, obviously, behind you and the football club. But you've now got Tim Reid. Tell us a bit about him and what kind of legacy Tony Shepherd leaves. Yeah, he's been enormous for the club, Tony Shepherd, not just for the Giants, but for the game generally. And I think, you know, it was a pretty inspired move from the likes of Dale Holmes and Andrew Demetrio and Mike Fitzpatrick to approach him in the first place. And, you know, I think most people appreciate that the roles of, of you know, club chair are voluntary. So... To think about the amount of hours and effort he gave our club over his time in charge is, is quite remarkable. And and he's not just chairing an AFL club, he's chairing a start-up organisation, which ha- has all sorts of challenges. But you know, he's, he's really a heavyweight in Australian business and in Australian sports. So his connections and his, his energy were just uh, invaluable to us. And he'll continue to be such a great fan of the club and help us in any way possible. So you know, his legacy, it's hard to capture it just in a couple of a couple of achievements but just you know all the all the corporate partnerships he brought to the table the ability that he had to connect with the families and the players that helped us with player attention his government connections were obviously first class so yeah he's he's done a great job and he had a he's always uh, also built a great board around him and i think we've got a terrific board at the moment and tim now steps into the chair role um you know tim's been a passionate giants person for a long time he and his family have been members for you know, a significant period of time and he joined the board about this time last year and you know he'll bring you know sort of new ideas new energy and um you know he's also got i think what i would regard as pretty seamless transition with the quality of the directors he's got around him so yeah really looking forward to to what tim can bring as the chair 
and a great new story for your club, if it's true. Uh, are you opening the season against Collingwood next year? That's certainly the plan. I mean, it's still to be all locked away by the AFL over the next few weeks. But, you know, for several years, I think we've, we've talked about the merits in starting the AFL competition earlier in Sydney, particularly when the NRL gets underway earlier. So if we could get a week ahead of what is seen as the Melbourne opening, I guess, of, of Richmond and Carlton, and if we could get a, a couple of standalone fixtures up here in terms of the Swans being at home and us at home, I think it'd be great. And, yeah, clearly we've got a, we've got a great... Uh, you know, rivalry, I reckon, with, with Collingwood. The, clearly, the rivalries are, uh, you know, the Sydney Swans is the local derby, and, and it's pretty well established the tension between the Bulldogs and, and the Giants. But I think, you know, a lot of these finals battles that we've had with Collingwood um, really would be something to showcase in round one. And so, if we can achieve that outcome, we'd love to get it. Where would you play it? We'd play it at Giants Stadium. That's the plan. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, it's important for us to just continue at this stage to embed our fan base and our membership base in the in the eight games we've got at Giant Stadium and the three we play in Canberra. So just make it a full house. Uh, is the Olympic Stadium not available, or you don't want it? You'd rather have it at your venue and just make it a sellout, and that that be it. Our view right now would be we want it at Giant Stadium, and I think yeah, that that's really the plan. If you look at the way we're trying to build our fan base, it would be that the Swans game normally goes very close to selling out. Our three games at Marnica Oval are essentially sellouts. Um, we, need, we need to build our capacity or our crowds at the, the remaining fixtures. And so to get Collingwood round one, I think we'd go very, very close to selling out, which would be great. And a mid-season trade period next year, would, would you be up for that? Do you think it'll happen? Or would it, is the logistics too difficult? Where are you at with that? Are you being uh, asked those questions by the AFL? Yeah, and I, I guess it's it's almost the case of us asking some questions back about, you know, the, the idea's been floating around, obviously, for some time, and I think that's been discussed more seriously now than it ever has before. Um, to us, it's sort of devil's in the detail. What what actually um, would it require of clubs and players and you know, what's possible, really? Because, um, you know, I think, I think there's an enormous amount of workload on footy departments at the moment just preparing for trade period in the draft and then there's really not too much of a break when you look at the AFL men's season, AFL women's season. So I actually think workload can be some sort of a factor. Um, but I also think, yeah, we just need to understand what are the sort of mechanisms that might be in and around it because it's right now I think it's it's an idea that has merit in considering it, but we'd be just awaiting yeah, more information about it. And a quick last one, the AFL I think have brought in a if the deal's over six years with a player, you need the CEO and the chairman to tick off on it, I presume. Well, you've got a few. I presume you tick off on them anyway. Is that normally the process that's been in place? It's certainly from a governance point of view, we take long-term deals and deals at certain financial levels through our footy committee that's chaired by Jimmy Bartello. They end up going to the board uh, for full endorsement. And I think from time to time, yeah, there'd be checks and balances in relation to how the that that part of the football department at the AFL might query the um, the way in which some of the deals are done. I think the formality around it probably makes sense, just in terms of saving clubs from themselves, and particularly because it seems to become more and more prevalent. So I don't mind it. I think it's a it's just a, a common sense you know, competition safeguard. Dave, great to have you. I really appreciate your time. Um, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy year. But congratulations again on the club. 
you've built and the season you've had. Uh, congratulations, and uh, hopefully you can have a quiet one over summer and uh, enjoy the spoils. Yeah, thanks, Joanna. Thanks for your support over the course of the year. Look forward to seeing you. And uh, how's your membership going, by the way? I'm sure you'd love a member or two. When's that push start? Yeah, we're out of the blocks pretty well. So we set a membership record again this year, and I just think that'll build even further. I mean, we had 33,000-odd members this year, and I, you know, I could see us pushing closer towards 40 off the momentum of a winning season. So, yeah, we'd love to... Um, Anyone who's interested, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody uh, enjoys the entertaining style of footy we play. And I think we've got the most watchable player in the competition in Toby Green. So there, there's lots to enjoy if you become a member. I agree with you on that last bit as well. And uh, the first bit, you're right. Attacking, very watchable kind of game style. So if you're a Giants fan or even you're a fan of footy, jump on board. Dave, we'll talk soon. Uh, thanks again. Thanks, Brian. Cheers.